Yes, hello everyone. How's it going? What's the crack? My name is Michael and welcome back to a brand new episode of the McLove Podcast. I hope you're keeping well. I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you're listening from and as always I thank you so much for doing so and I'll come clean straight away and I'll apologise this episode is late um, simply because um, I'm terrible at keeping the time frame, terrible at keeping the schedule and that is 100% my fault. <laughs> I said this episode was going to be out 8 o'clock this morning and I've just hit record at 19 minutes past 3 in the day. So there's my apology out the way. Um, it's the 1st of March, welcome to the spring, thank God almighty the winter's over and we're now on the, on the, the stretch, we're on the stretch to the stretch in the evenings, if that makes sense um, I'm seeing all these posts, posts now everywhere, you know this time next week the sun will be setting after 6 and in 5 weeks time it'll be barbecue weather and yes please, because there's nothing sounds better right now than a barbecue, a few cold beers and you know a bit of crack and usually what happens at these barbecues is then you have a couple of cold beers and then that spirals out of control and you end up going on a bit of a session which ties nicely into what today's episode is all about you go on the drink you wake up the next day you don't feel great in fact some might go as far as saying you feel absolutely awful dreadful worse for wear damn any god's amounts of descriptions are available for it so, I put out the call on the Instagram, at the McLove Podcast, if you want to go follow. What is the best hangover cure? How do you how do you get rid of your hangover the best? How do you get, you know, you wake up, you're in the fear, you can't remember what you did. You don't know who you were talking to, who you text. What do you do? How do you get out of that situation? And to be fair, there was about uh, some... Some that I definitely can't read out, and then there's about 14 or 15 that are definitely worth discussing. Um, yeah, some pe- <laughs> clearly, when some people are dying, um, just take things to the extreme. And I'll just leave it at that, I'll leave it up to the imagination, and I'll not tell you what they said. I'll also be keeping everybody's names anonymous, just for the sake of being dead on. Uh, but I suppose it would be unfair to read out what... Um, everyone else does without telling you what I do. Um my hangovers vary in many different ways. Um and I suppose a lot of people do as well, but mine usually consist of being really hungry. Well no, let me let me rephrase that. If when I'm drinking the night before I have had something to eat, I can guarantee you I can put my life my house, I don't even own a house, the house, my mum and dad, I can put my mum and dad's house on it, that if I've had food the night before, I'm going to be sick the next day, at some point, in some capacity, so, usually, and uh, that never deters me, that never puts me off, eating the night before, in fact, if anything, I'm just like, yeah, I know it's going to happen, so I may as well just get a nice feed while I'm here, and enjoy it, so, you know, the eyes open, you assess the situation, you, you try to figure out just how dying you really are, and sometimes it's an urgent, you know, straight to the bathroom bulk situation. Others you're like, mm, I am going to need to be sick at some point. So usually what I do at that point, and I apologise if you're eating while listening to this, but I just go and force the issue. You know, I just go make myself be sick and get that. Because <laughs> my mindset is, you know, go and get over and done with it. You'll be fine. You have the rest of the day then to feel sweet. Um, 
And then the hunger kicks in. Like as soon as you know I've emptied last night's food out, I'm ready for more, and that's just the story of my life. Um, I usually get really hungry, and then if I'm not hungry, if it's one of the ones where you just want to, if it's a hangover where you just want to lie in bed all day, um, and I th- this is these are the hangovers that I spend by myself. You know, uh, like I just stay in the room all day, close the curtains, turn the light off, and cry. Um, quite literally, you know, I'll probably go on YouTube and find some video of an American soldier coming home from war, meeting his family again, and it's just, you know, the, I'm coming home, coming home, and I'm just sitting there in floods of tears going, oh, I'm just so happy he got home, and then that's, you know, I I just like a good cry when I'm hung up, <laughs> I really should not be admitting this to the people that are listening, but here, we're here now, I've got, I've got this far, um, I just enjoy a good cry, and um that's another way of getting it out of your system, I suppose. And uh, that is usually then followed by a cold shower and some pizza or kebab. So usually the, you get the kebab when you're drunk, but most of the time I go for the kebab when I'm down. Um, you just you lie up. Yeah, usually if it's a you know September to sort of Christmas time, you'll be down on a Sunday, and the NFL will be on, so you get a fade. Get the American football on, lie up. There's always some sort of sports on that you can just, you know, cozy up on the couch and watch and not even consider setting foot out of the door for not three to five business days because you don't want to look at anyone. You don't want to see anybody. And <laughs> that's just that. And um, it would seem like quite a lot of people have similar, you know, um, feelings that I do on how they deal with their hangovers based on what was sent in. But I think one thing that's funny is. From the age I started drinking, <clears throat> you know, I'm the oldest of two, three brothers, you know, of two younger brothers. Um, let me rephrase that. I'm the oldest of three boys. I've got two younger brothers. And whenever I first started drinking, they, you know, they weren't drinking. Well, they weren't legally allowed to drink, shall we say. Um, can't, I can't say whether they were or weren't. Um, and I used to be the only one that, you know, got the hang, you know, would, would be waking up on a Sunday and really down. And they they just thought this was hilarious. They'd be trying to wind me up in any way, shape or form. or just wouldn't understand that sometimes if someone in the house is down, you just need to be that wee bit quieter. You know, tone it down a wee bit, lads. I could not be bored listening to this. And then as we grow older, you know, we both turn 18 and... <laughs> there's days where you wake up and, you know, I might be fresh, but one of them might be down and... See, when I say a payback is so much fun. Like, see, see, purposely winding someone up when they're down. My, like, I will, I'll just, I will boot the bedroom door open and from a distance shout, you're down. And usually I'm, I'm met with either a middle finger or a few profanities telling me to, you know, go away in polite terms. That's always fun. You know, obviously when you're on the receiving end of it, as I say, you hate it. But <laughs> when the shoe's on the off foot, Bit of crack, and then we'll do this other thing. And this is what my bra sent in, so I'll explain it before we even get that. Typically, even if even if we're all down, you know, simultaneously, we'll we'll say the most disgusting things, just to try and make the other person like feel more ill. So, like, you know, would you like a a shot of Jägermeister with a you know a, a raw egg yolk in it and a few dog hairs and a pinch of black pepper? And see, when you're dying and your stomach's in bits, that is the last thing on planet Earth that you want to hear. You know, so much so that you actually nearly gag and have to run to the bathroom yourself. So it's just, it's it's a torturous activity, which is 
a lot of fun. And I know that sounds like I live in an absolutely evil household, but uh, when you have three lads aged between 18 and 23, you know, it's always going to be a laugh. And yeah, water. In the famous words of Ryan Lusley, and only a few people will get this quote, water is key. Water is key. And uh, especially ice cold water as well. So always make sure you have that handy. But yeah, let's get into what people were saying. And we'll discuss and slag people. Um, I don't imagine this will be a particularly long episode because by the time we'll rattle through these, um, you know, we should only be pushing a half an hour mark. So hopefully you stick around and, you know, if you didn't get the chance to send anything in, you know, message me and, and let me know what you do whenever you're done and, and, and we'll go from there. So the first the first two or three all come from the same person. Polly Pineapples, Dad Coke and Scrambled Eggs and Toast. Now, the, the idea for me of having scrambled eggs when you're done is just disgusting. I could like I like scrambled eggs, but the idea of having them when you're hungover is just oh it's actually making me feel ill now. You know, it's just the <laughs> the texture, the consistency. Get them out of my sight. No chance. Dad Coke, don't like it. I've talked about this in the podcast before. Do not like it. Just makes me a real burpee. And then Polly Pineapples, yeah. I mean any level of ice cold lolly. Something with a real fruity taste in it. It's gonna be a winner. Like that's just gonna, you, you could you could go through about ten of them, no bother at all. Ratty salted crisps was the next one. Um, I mean yeah, I mean I'm a I'm a really plain crisp person. I don't eat a lot of crisps, and I know that might shock a lot of people, but I don't eat a lot of crisps. And if I do eat them, it's gonna be plain flavored ones. Um, but not necessarily when I'm dying. Um, if I'm drinking, yeah, I'll have crisps. But when I'm dying, I just don't think. Because, like, you're putting your hand in the crisp bag and it's getting all greasy and dirty and rotten. and uh. The last thing you want when you're dying is inconvenience. And eating a packet of crisps is, without a doubt, an inconvenience. And just something that I am not about. Uh, the next one, I will. I was going to leave this one out, but I'll leave half of it out. Um, basically, just wake up and delete uh, all the text messages you sent on the night before, and um, there was a, a, a bit before that, but as I say, I'm not going to read it out. Um, yeah, you know when you've just been absolutely melting. My, my like, you know, the one I'm afraid of the most is going back and looking through group chats because you know it could be a work group chat or a sports group chat or you know a family group chat, and you've just sent in the biggest load of nonsense ever, and then you can't hide from it the next day because everyone else in the group chat was sober. And then you wake up and all, oh, I can't remember. And they're like, oh, well, we remember. We remember, Michael, those, you know, those three five-minute videos you sent in talking to some complete stranger. I'm guilty of that. You know, 25 photos and selfies later. Look who I met. You know, it's somebody that I went to school with in first year. And no one in my family knows or cares. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> that message is going in at like 20 to 2 in the morning when most people are sleeping. But yeah, in the context of what the one that was sent in, um, I think this is more so when you send messages directly to people. You know, not group chats, you know, you're messaging someone and then you wake up and you're like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Why did I do that? Yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, like, I can see why it would cure you, just getting rid of, <laughs> you know, getting rid of it, not having to look at it again. But surely that just propelled you even further into the fear. You know, the idea of what the hell was I saying last night? Put the fear of God in anyone. 
a chicken roll. Now, this was someone sent this in from down south, so I'm, uh, you know, imagining it's going to be one of the, you know, the big Santa, like baguette rolls, big Santa chicken rolls. And my mouth's even watering now thinking about it. So if it was Dan, absolutely. You know, because I love going to a deli. A deli when I'm Dan, you know, I'll, I'll clean it up as well. But a nice chicken roll, and probably loads of cheese and bacon and all on it as well. Seen a post the other day, actually, apparently they're up to an extortionate price, which is heartbreaking. Even, I say heartbreaking, even though I'm, I'm never going to be in a position to go get one, but like, you know, for the people down south that are are drinking and waking up on the Sunday morning, looking their chicken roll, and it's now costing them like, I don't know, I think the thing I seen the other day was eight euro. No, thank you. What's, what's making me feel good about this is quite clearly I'm not alone because, um, you know, other people are quite uh, food, you know, dependent when they're hungover and that doesn't make me feel as much of a, as much of a lump, shall we say. Um, watching Liverpool win, well, yeah, um, that doesn't help me at all, but if you're a Liverpool fan, I suppose, and especially on Sunday, I mean, what a long wait, a nil-nil draw and then 11-10 on penalties, you know. If you were Dan, that would have just that would have put you in the fear even further, surely, because you're just like, please God, get this match over and done with. But no, you had to wait it out, and I suppose the end result then would cure you, but it would only then further make you want to go back on the drink, which I suppose is isn't a bad idea. Um, this person slagged me off and says because I put I put the, the, like this question box was on my Instagram says you look like you're still hanging by the looks of it. Thanks. I actually was to prefer, so they weren't wrong. But the best thing for a hangover is an Alka Seltzer, and I'd never experienced this until recently, and I couldn't believe it. It was over Christmas. I think it was it was the day after Boxing Day, and I obviously after Boxing Day woke up quite hungover, had an Alka Seltzer, and I'm not joking. Within like. Five minutes, I was ready and raring to go again. If you don't know what it is, it's basically like a fizzy vitamin, or vitamin, however you want to pronounce it. Goes into water, you stir it up, dissolve it, and you just, you down the thing like a shot. And whilst taking shots when you're hungover, since disgusting, this thing is just like an almighty cure. I couldn't believe it. So, I'll definitely be, I would recommend that, and I'll definitely be doing it again when, uh, when I'm next hungover, and when I have some, because... You know, as a student, you, you, you can't often afford those luxuries. And I imagine they're quite dear as well. Um, yeah, so here's my bra saying raw egg yolk, Jaeger, pencil salt and pepper. And that's just, that's not fair. You know, I don't I don't mean to be torturing you, the people that are listening, with, with such vile content. But, uh, yeah, I'm used to it. But now, cold shower, packs of paracetamol, fry, then a Chinese... You know what? That's right up my street. See if you get a fry and then later that evening you get a Chinese. That would be close to you know the way people ask you, What's your perfect day? You know, what what would be your ideal day? I would say I wake up, I have a fry and then in the evening I have a Chinese. Two substan and see especially as well if it's a homemade fry rather than um and I know from the person that sent this in that it definitely is a homemade fry. Um, you know. Rather than something from a deli. Oh my god. Sounds delicious. And it depends what you get in your fry as well. You know, I'm I'm quite uh as I was saying earlier, quite a plain eater, so I'm not I'm not having mushrooms and I'm definitely, definitely not having uh 
tomatoes. Um, the odd time I might have beans, but that's usually only if I go out. So if it's a homemade fry, I'm looking soda bread, tater bread, five sausages, five bacon. Well, not really. Two sausages, two bacon, egg, hash brown, black pudding, the whole lot. Yeah. And you know what's mad? I know it's a bit of a tangent, but apparently people in England don't have dallies. Like, I was saying one day, like, oh yeah, I've been looking for a dally around here for ages, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, when you go into a petrol station, there's food at the back of it, and they're like, no, what are you talking about? And I, I tried to explain the concept of what a dally is, but if you don't know, like, they couldn't wrap their head around that on a Sunday you can go into a petrol station and get a full Sunday dinner, or, you know, a, a curvy dinner, as they called over here, and I was saying the word fry, like, I want to go get a fry, get a fry. And they didn't understand what I meant until I said fry up. So, even though we're speaking the same language, clearly a language barrier there. And a cultural barrier as well, because why the hell aren't there any dallies near me? And why do people not know what they are? They also don't know what Ferris Bueller's Day Off is. Either they're all way too young, or just madly uncultured. I was saying the other night, and they, were, they have no idea what it is. It shocked me to my core. Shocked me. Ice cold pure orange juice and a fat pizza. Never tried the pure orange juice, like in a hangover state, or you know, as a hangover remedy. But the pizza thing, as I say, get on board. Um, I would maybe lean towards apple juice, and I don't know why. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I said tough one. The debate is literally apple juice or orange juice, and my God Almighty, how far from. What a fall from grace this podcast is when I'm now debating apple or orange juice. Um, This one was funny. I had a laugh at this one and I would be interested to hear some people's opinions on it because I just don't really know. Um, Edibles single-handedly only thing to cure you um, within the hour. Now, I don't know about that one. Like, as someone who's never done them, I can't imagine going from one state of intoxication to another. You know, would that just not completely mess you up? But also, if it's going to bring you into a different state of mind, is it going to just make you completely forget about the uh, the hangover? But then what about if after? Would you have like a double hangover? So I'm thinking that might be a short-term solution for a long-term problem, which is what most hangover cures are. Um, what have we got? A red BPM, a nice cold set on the bathroom tiles, talking to Ralph and Huey. 100% agree. Um I actually meant to mention that at the start. One thing for me is if, if things are getting really bad, just lie on the bathroom floor. Cold tiles of the bathroom floor and you'll you'll not regret it, trust me. Because everyone's bathroom is normally freezing and the tiles then are even going to be even colder and you just lie down. You just, uh, the BPM, elite. And then for those that don't know what this person means by talking to Ralph and Huey, um, pardon me for this, but just imagine you're... Uh, you know, your head's over the toilet, and you're going, Ralph, yeah. That's that's the best demonstration I, of that I can give, and if you, if you don't know what that means, then I'm sorry. But the bathroom tiles, 110% recommend, and then, see before, <laughs> again, this is going to make me sound really weird, see before you get in the shower, like, what I would do is, I would turn the shower on, lie on the bathroom floor, and then the steam from the shower, like, sort of like, I know it acts like a sauna. Sometimes now. Only when I'm down. Only when I'm down. 
Uh, first thing I do is just crave a milkshake when I'm hungover. Oh, absolutely not. Something thick and gloopy when you're dying. No, thank you. Now, if it's Chinese gravy and it's thick and gloopy, yes, but like milkshake, nah. I think that would just be too um, upsetting, I think. I don't know. Would it, would it not just completely mess up your stomach and make you want to be sick even more? And the final suggestion is probably the best of them all. More pints. There is nothing better than waking up feeling slightly groggy and saying the only way to fix this is to not be like this. And and that would mean going and getting more pints. Um, the, f- the, best, the best hungover pints I've ever had in my life were in Liverpool. And it was on the second day. Um, it was on the Sunday, I think it was. And we went into, Mc- uh, what do you call that big place in the middle, McCoolies? Yeah, and there was there was been about what nine of us there, and um, every oh, we all got a big massive Sunday dinner, but before the dinner, down come this this tray of curs, and oh my god, I've never had a crispier, more delicious pint in my life, and they just went down perfectly, and I'm not joking. Within the space of about two hours, we'd had about eight pints and four Jaeger bombs each, and it was the most crack ever. Um, simply because the night before had been so heavy and we all woke up really you know in really bad shapes but managed to get over it then and make our way in and the, din- the, the dinner was disappointing I will say that because I ordered like you know a Carvery dinner and there was no spuds with it what the hell is the crack with that so I had a Carvery dinner with no spuds but that was you know it was rectified by the fact that I had some of the nicest pints I've ever had in my life and um, yeah so you know, doing the double or the rollover or the two day or whatever you want to call it, um, arguably the pints on the second day are better, um, and simply because then you've you've last night to reminisce over, you know, you you've had to talk about and laugh about, whilst also then getting up to the same antics on the Sunday. I keep so it it could be a Saturday, it could be whatever day. Yeah, also like see the day after a wedding. The day after wedding drinks are unbelievable as well because usually, as everybody knows, weddings get really messy and then you go for drinks the day after and it's a whole town story match of jeepers, you want to say new on the dance floor, you the tie around your head and your your blazer around your waist and, you know, you were dancing like you were on Strictly. And then that just makes you want to drink even more because <laughs> you don't want to remember that. Um, but yeah, that was the last suggestion on the, uh, on the list. Um... I do think, uh, you know, we we'll have a we we'll have a tendency of just stuffing our faces and then getting back on it because that's just how that's just how we all operate. Um, but yeah, those were the, there were some good suggestions there. As I say, there were some not suitable for work ones, as the saying goes. Uh, definitely could not have shared those. But uh, yeah, once again, I apologize that this episode was late. It won't be late next week. And I'll put up a topic on Sunday, so we'll see you all in the next episode of the McLove Podcast. Cheers.